Since the 16th of August 2021, it's the one pra- lunar observance day, uh, the eighth day of the waxing moon of the ninth lunar month. So this time now is the time to train our minds so that they gather into samadhi and gain peace. So the samadhi is the firm establishment of the mind. And when it has this firm establishment, then it also be imbued with energy, have power to it, and this power to fight with all of the objects that come in through the six senses. Because if our minds don't have this energy, then they'll always be rough running after these objects. And but if they have peace to them, um, then we'll be able to see them for what they are. And so when the eye sees a form, it's natural that uh, the vijnana comes up, the sense consciousness of oversight, and this feeling of seeing appears. And then perhaps we like that thing that we see, it's a form of sukha vedana for us, or maybe it's dukkha vedana, and we this um, unpleasant sensation, and we don't like it. And so there's this liking and disliking which appear in reaction to that object, and then the mind goes and runs after that object, doesn't it? And that's uh, because it has this um, liking and disliking there. And so if there's liking, for instance, then there's attachment. Well, there's craving, rather, this liking, and then there's attachment which arrives. But if the mind is still, if it's peaceful, and then the way that it perceives these things, the way that it experiences them, uh, changes. And these uh, mental impressions, or these sense objects, they still come in. Uh, we see a form that comes in through the eye, or a sound comes in through the ear, or we smell an odor, a taste, a flavor. There's the sensation of tactile um, sensation, or there's various feelings, thoughts which arise within the heart. And it's normal that the mind in a state with lacking energy, will run after these things, giving into liking and disliking, attaching to them. But if the mind is still and peaceful, then it will see these things, it will see all of these sense objects arise and then cease. And if there's any liking or disliking, any hatred, any happiness or suffering, it too sees those arising and ceasing. And so when there's mindfulness and well-established samadhi in the heart, then wisdom can arise. And the restraint, the carefulness, the collectedness that we have throughout our daily lives, this is of great assistance to this. And because if we don't have those qualities, if we're not restrained, if we're not collected and cautious, we just um, leave our mind to do what it wants, just let it go, then there'll be a lot of thinking proliferating. It'll be re-scattered. 
And then if we come in the evening to meditate, to bring our minds to peace, it will be really difficult for us to do that. And I experienced this myself before I ordained. If there was one day that I wasn't composed, uh, cautious, and I just allowed my mindfulness to go, if there was something that I enjoyed, I'd just allow the mind to go after that. If there was something I didn't like, I would just allow my mind to go after that. I wouldn't establish my mindfulness. Then in the evening, when I came to sit in meditation, um, the mind was really chaotic. There was a lot of scatteredness there. But the days that I was restrained, then there was energy to my mind, a stillness and peace. The days that I wasn't restrained, however, it would take a lot of time to come to these states. It would be really difficult to uh, bring the mind to calm. But if there was that sense of restraint during the day, it would be very easy to do this. And in the beginning, I'd often have to use the thoughts that were there, use these to contemplate, use the proliferation to contemplate, but in a manner that brought the mind to peace. It wasn't like a scattered, um, unsettled uh, thinking that was going on, but rather it was contemplation that brought the mind to calm, using wisdom to contemplate so that this peace arose. But it's something that we do need to train ourselves in, this training of the mind. And um, if we're going to talk about the principles of the practice, then what we're doing is developing samadhi so that wisdom arises. And when we have this firmly established heart in samadhi, then it's easy for us to see the true nature of these sense objects. We just bring up our mindfulness and we're able to know just like that able to see this proliferation arise and cease. And see thoughts as just thoughts. See greed, hatred and delusion as just that. See all these emotions of love and hate. They just arise and cease, arise and cease, and we're able to put them down. And so this is talking about kind of the, the later stages of the practice, but while we're still really engaging in the practice, when we don't yet have wisdom that's arising, then we attach to everything. For example, the anger that's in the heart or the attraction in the heart that comes up. But if it's liking or attraction, it doesn't give us so many problems, and so we usually don't contemplate it, do we? But if it's um, suffering that comes up, so say anger comes up, and then the mind is in a really agitated and hot state, and we feel there's a problem there, and so we contemplate that. And even though we may really be intent to not be angry, to not give in to hate, to not allow any thoughts of ill will or wishing to harm anyone arise, but still these things come up. And even Sotapanna's dream entries, they still have anger that comes up, but they don't have ill will. Any thoughts of wanting to harm, wanting to destroy, they don't have any of these. 
And so it's normal that for a sotapanna even, to have dosa, to have this anger, it's still there within the heart, it's still present. And so it's normal for these things to appear. If our mindfulness is well established, our samadhi is firm, then we'll know when these states arise, we'll know if anger arises, for instance, and then we can contemplate that. But it still takes time for us to be able to put it down, to let it go. But if we have that energy of samadhi, and we have firm mindfulness, then this wisdom can come up. And if the mind has wisdom, then oftentimes it doesn't take so long to let it go. But that's for people who already have um, complete mindfulness, samadhi and wisdom, that they're able to just, in a short time, put these things down. It's quite easy for them. But when it's difficult, or what is difficult, is when we're in the state where our mindfulness, samadhi and wisdom is not yet complete. And so, in this case, we need to manage these emotions. We need to, to kind of work with them, this anger that comes up. So there's one time that a woman, Mbucha went overseas and there was a woman who asked a question. He asked how, when anger comes up, how do we sort that out? And if we know that that anger has arisen and we are able to just let it go, then it's done with, that's it. But what about that process to let it go? How do we actually bring come about to that point of being able to let it go? And so Lumpo Cha um, asked in return, whose anger is this? Who does it belong to? Does it belong to you? And she replied, yes, it does belong to me. And then he asked, well, are you able to control this? Are you able to kind of tell it what to do? This anger or this hate, can you order it about? Are you able to do that? Are you able to tell it to go right now? I don't want you here, go. That you belong to me, so you have to leave. Can you do that? And uh, so she said that she couldn't do that. And we're not able to tell this anger to leave. Or we can try telling it, but it doesn't believe us. And why is that? It's because it doesn't belong to us. It's a dhamma, a phenomena, which isn't actually ours. When the causes for it to arise come up, then it arises. But we deludedly attach to that, seeing it as belonging to us that this anger belongs to us, this happiness, the suffering, liking, disliking. And so Lumpacha asked, are you able to sort this out? Are you able to control it? And she said, no. And so if you're not able to control it, then it's not appropriate to attach to it. But it's just that the mind that is deluded It gets tricked by these states, gets tricked by its anger, tricked by its loves. And uh, so this deluded mind is always deluded about these sense impressions. So when we experience a sense impression, 
and then Vedana feeling arises, then we attach to that, and then emotions come up. There's anger, for, ex- for instance, it's liking and disliking, and we attach to that again, that I am the one who is angry, and then I don't want this anger, I don't like it. So for myself, when I was practicing, I was pretty good at getting angry as well. And I didn't like it, I didn't want it, but it came all by itself. Even though I didn't wish for it to be there, it still arose. And I took it to be me, to be my anger, but I didn't like this anger. Sometimes I would hear something I didn't like, see something I didn't like, and this anger would appear immediately. But I attached to that as being mine, my anger. And then I'd have to work on it, I'd have to try to sort it out. But oftentimes I wouldn't be able to let it go. I'd still be attaching, clinging to it, still be deluded by that anger. And so we can try to tell our minds to not be angry, try to teach them. And if the mind is peaceful, then it will believe us. But if it's not peaceful, then it won't be able to accept it. And we all know already that in this path of practice, we need to abandon all unskillful or evil states. Any bad thoughts that come up, or any angry emotions, we need to abandon those, don't we? Those that have yet to arise, we shouldn't allow them to come up. And then we train ourselves to develop these wholesome qualities of mindfulness and samadhi trying not to get distracted and not allowing that to slip. Because when um, our mindfulness and samadhi slips, then these emotions of love and hate appear. And when they come up, then we have to deal with them. And if we have this mindfulness and samadhi, then we're able to deal with them. So we have to understand that anger is something which has been in our hearts for a very long time already but we can often be very impatient. We'll see that before this present moment, we'd had anger, we'd have love, we'd had hate for a long, long time. But when we come to practice, and we know that this anger, it's not good. It's a form of hell for us, the mind that's in an angry state. But if we cling, that's also a kind of hell as well. We don't like these things, and we want our minds to be the best that it possibly can be. But this is desire coming up. The people want to be good, we want to be good people, we want to have minds which are pure. And this is desire appearing. So we need to know how to put these things down first how to let go of these things. Because it's not the case that when we start the practice, then we'll be able to attain um, to any stage of awakening just like that. It's not the case that we know that anger is something that's not good, and so we're able to just abandon it just like that. Because the causes uh, for it to appear are still there. And so we know that um, 
these kilesas, they, they cause suffering to arise. We don't like them, we don't want them. And so usually when people start the practice, then they want, um, they have this desire for these great results, a desire for stream entry or for uh, a once return, a non-return or arahantship, desire for jhana and samadhi. And the heart's just filled up with all these different desires that we don't want suffering. We just want good things. But we're not able to get that right away. It takes time. So we can think that before we were born, while we were in our mother's womb, then how long were we there for? How many months? It was about nine months, right? And it's not the case that as soon as we're born, then we grow up right away, we suddenly become uh, mature. That it takes time for a child to be able to walk. For them to even crawl, this takes time, and then for them to walk, and then for them to be able to run. And it depends upon time. Well, we can think about the length of time that we've had to study at school. Uh, there's two years of kindergarten, and then six years of primary school, six years of high school, and then to get a bachelor's degree or a master's or a doctorate. Well, how many years does that take? If we're just going to take it as a bachelor degree, how many years? From the very beginning, when we first started learning how to read and write. It's natural that children know how to speak already, but they don't know how to write. So when we start to practice, usually people want to get everything right away. And there's all this desire there. But this desire is a cause for suffering. So we need to practice with a sense of letting go, with a sense of patience and ease. But that doesn't mean that we're indifferent. We have to set our hearts on it as well, to be sincere as well to do a lot of walking meditation, sitting meditation, to cultivate our minds. But if anger arises, and we want for that to just go, want to get rid of it, to dispel it, um, we, that's not right, that's not correct. That we think, that I don't like this thing at all. That when it, as soon as it arises, we want it to immediately disappear. We want for all states of... Uh, lust and anger and delusion to immediately go. But when the causes for them to arise are there, then they arise. And when those causes leave, then that thing disappears. And so what we do is we follow up um, with this. We bring up this knowing of the mind to know these states. If there's anger that arises, then we know that it arises. And we follow up on it, we look at it, we teach our minds. What is it that I'm angry about? And what is it that I am uh, loving? What is it that I'm deluded about? And are these things real? Are they constant? Are they stable? And who is the one who is angry? Who owns this anger? Is it, does the owner actually exist? We ask ourselves, well, before this, was I angry? Well, I wasn't, was I? But this anger has appeared and I've attached to it as being me. That when we see something we don't like, then it comes up. 
So we can ask ourselves, what is this me? Is this a self? And so the Buddha, he taught um, that these dhammas arise due to causes. And the arahants, such as Lumpucha, they were aware of this. And so they would say that these things, they're not sure. These things change, they're unstable. Just let them go. Don't be deluded about them. Don't attach to them. Don't be deluded um, by their, their, the way that they kind of trick us or their, uh, their mirage. That we need to put these things down. That it's just natural for them to be this way. And so if the knowledge that we have is on top of it, then we'll be able to let them go. But to practice to that point where we're able to let it go, um, it's not easy. In the beginning, we're not able to do that. That we attach to everything, we see everything as being me and mine. So we can contemplate this self then and ask ourselves, where is it? Is this in-breath, is that a self? Is the out-breath, is that me? The food that we eat, this then turns into the cells in the body, and is that me, is that a self? And see how all the organs, all the parts of this body are comprised of cells. There's huge numbers of cells within this body. So which of those cells is me? But our mind becomes deluded by these four elements which have come together. It attaches to all of it and takes it as being me, as being us, or being them. So when we contemplate these, then we'll slowly be able to let them go. The grasping that we have to them becomes less and less. And when we can see that there isn't really an us or a them, then the heart feels at ease. We're able to um, cultivate loving-kindness very well, wishing, may I be well and happy, may all beings be well and happy, may no beings harm each other. But we also need to be very cautious when we meet with sense impressions that we dislike or people that we dislike. Uh, because it can be easy to do this by ourselves, but when we meet with these unpleasant things, then this anger can come up uh, very easily. So for myself, um, there was one monk who I disliked. And I had this kind of um, conceit that I didn't want to talk with him, I didn't want to see him. And I had a lot of anger towards him. And when I was in my heart, I'd spread metta, and I'd be able to spread this to him, and I'd feel very at ease. Uh, but when I'd go out, I wouldn't want to talk to him, and this wasn't correct. And uh, But one day I kind of forced myself to go and talk with him. And I realized that there wasn't really anything there. There was no reason for me to be angry. It was just a wrong view that I had, this wrong view within my mind. And so when right view comes up, then we understand how things actually are. So it's important for us while we're training to be restrained and to have mindfulness throughout the day. And when we have mindfulness well established and our samadhi is strong to a state of upajara samadhi, this neighborhood concentration, then there's a lot of ease and we're able to contemplate uh, very effectively. And this wisdom can come up quite quickly. And we can see 
these sense impressions as being merely sense impressions. And there's a lot of, even though we experience these, there's a lot of joy and happiness within the heart, so they're not able to affect the mind. And we can also see this joy and happiness arise and cease. And so the suffering that we experience gets less and less. So when the mind is in a state of samadhi, then it has this, it can bring up this metta easily. And there's a sense of inner ease. And seeing how us and all beings want happiness. No one wants to suffer. And then we can also contemplate um, how... Or if there's kanaka samadhi, this uh, minor form of samadhi, or temporary samadhi, um, then we can contemplate and see how all lives must end in death. Um, so who is there to be angry at? That all these people are just made up of these four elements. And is there a self there? Within the earth, water, fire, and air, there isn't any self. And these things, they don't know anything. It's just that the mind attaches to these. And so if the actions of body, speech, and mind are not good, then what's the point in us being angry towards these four elements? What's the point in us trying to harm or destroy these four elements? And these defilements, they exist within the mind, but we're not able to destroy the mind. We can also see how these people that we dislike, they they suffer as well due to the sense of self that they have. And if we harm them in any way, then we will also cause ourselves to suffer. You can also see how really what causes suffering is these kilesas, which are there. And if these, uh, and if we didn't have any defilements, then who could possibly make us angry? But it's just not possible. Do arahants get angry with anyone? Well, they don't. That the mind is above that state. So the only reason that we get angry is because we're deluded. And if we look externally and blame different things for our anger, then we'll find external causes. But if we look internally, we'll see that the reason we're angry is because the mind is attached And so we need to work against this. We need to put up a fight to contemplate without stopping. Just carry on doing this, and eventually um, the mind will gain peace. It will gain inner ease. So when we have samadhi, then we're able to put up a good fight. But if we don't have this samadhi, then it's quite difficult. And even though we may be kalyana chanas, these good people, there's a lot of liking and disliking there, and it can be very chaotic. We're able to survive, we're able to live on, but it's difficult. So we need to raise up our barami, these spiritual virtues, and to practice, to really set our hearts on this, to not give up. And then eventually we will see the truth of not-self. And through this then the mind becomes better, So we should set our hearts on training like this and do this every single day, putting down liking and disliking. And if we get to the point where we're able to put things down, just let things go, abandon them immediately, then this shows that our practice is really good, it's excellent.
So just how Lumpur Cha said, well, don't get deluded by these sense impressions. Don't give in to liking and disliking. And don't believe this anger. It's just an illusion. So if we really understand this, um, then, then we'll be able to put these things down. So we should train ourselves um, in this way. And if we carry on practicing like this, then in the end we will see the Dhamma.